Welcome, guys, to episode 21 of the new Latino podcast with my co-host, Steph. Hello. And I'm Alfred Robles. Mm-hmm. What do I say my last name, babe? I don't know. We know your name. Right? <laughs> but there's a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> we know it already. But there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. Man, and we have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I feel like... Um, this day was coming. I mean, it's more than a day. I feel like this this whole week was <laughs> this coming. This time. This time was coming. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it's here. Yeah. And I support them. Uh-huh. I support them. And um, I didn't know it was going to get this crazy. Yeah. It's, it's really exhausting to watch. Yes. Like... Not in a way I obviously support the cause and the movement Mm -hmm. and I think it's a great injustice what's happened and what has happened, what is happening now and what I hope does not happen in the future, but it's going to take a long time Mm -hmm. for change, I think. Right. But But watching it is exhausting. And I love watching it. Because it's, to me, it like is emotionally draining to watch something like that. And maybe I'm just sensitive to to certain things, but it really was like almost stressful to watch. Watching, yeah, yeah. Because you know it's real. You know this is happening to people, and it's happening at the moment. And like, you don't know what's gonna happen next. No. And. Yeah. It, it just it's just re- I, I can't imagine what the people that are actually out there protesting feel so I'm not gonna put my emotions above anybody else's but for me personally it is it is hard to watch right right and it does drain me and it is a stressful time regardless if you're there or not because we're watching it. And we're living it, even if we're not out there. I mean, I think the main reason why I don't, I feel like I don't want to protest is because I go to work and Mm -hmm. COVID is still real. And I would never want to put the people in my personal life or that are close to me in any type of danger. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it sounds selfish, but... I, I work with other people too and I have to respect them as right, well right. so if we're asking for respect as a human race we also have to respect the people that are in our lives at the time and by putting yourself out there you are taking a real risk as well and I, I want to think about like my coworkers and my mom and you know my sisters and anybody that I come in contact with I, I wish I could be out there. Wait, I mean, wait, 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 wait. You named everybody but me. Oh, yeah, you. You named everybody <laughs> but me. And you. Is that the way we're starting this week? Of course. I just think it's really hard because if I, if I went out there and I put myself in that situation as well, I don't think I could go to work. Like, I don't think I would be allowed because I have been exposed. Mm. I work directly with one person now. Mm-hmm. And if, I don't know. I don't know for sure. But I think that if I expose myself myself to hundreds of thousands of other people, 
I would be putting my coworker at risk as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like a tricky situation. Right. Um, but I completely understand what's going on and support them and get why they're doing it why they're doing of course i understand why they're doing it i get it obviously it's not it's not an easy thing to talk about. no it's not it's it's a very hard it's hard to talk about it because you don't know what line you're gonna cross when you say something i mean some there's lots of people that believe that this is bigger than covid and to an extent it is yeah but we haven't heard for the past week we haven't heard anything about yeah. covid on the news yeah. it's all about this because right now. covid's gonna end yeah. i hope at some point right, and right. injustice doesn't mm-hmm. and racism doesn't no doesn't it doesn't end it doesn't just go away with the vaccine mm-hmm. you know so I totally understand, but I think a lot of people. I think I think you also have to respect the people that cannot put themselves out there. Right, right, right. So and it's just it's just hard because you don't want to offend anybody, no, and you don't want no. to cross any line or say anything that could be offensive in any way. Um, it's tricky. It's tricky to talk about. It's tricky to live in this time right now. I've never got a. Um, harassed by the cops. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've gotten pulled over. Yeah. But like... Like you've never lived something no, like that. No, I've never had. So I can't mm-hmm. say I have. Yeah. You know? I can't say, hey, I understand what you guys go through. Right, right, right. I mm-hmm. never, I've never felt that. Right. Have you, you know? ever, have you ever walked into a store and felt like you were being watched? Well, I used to do that because I used yeah. to be, uh, uh, yeah, I yeah. was an undercover before. Mm-hmm. I, but I did, I, I felt that before. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never. Have you ever walked past somebody and felt like them, like, kind of get nervous around you? When I was. Um, Just in general in life. Yes. Because I know that yes. that's like a huge thing. Um, that's like, like silent racism, I guess, is right, when. Right. when you're walking past somebody or somebody's passing passing by you and just by their image. Yeah, because I mean... They're scared. Yeah, I mean, one time I was at the ATM. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm a six-foot Mexican with tattoos. Six foot! <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I look intimidating. Uh, You're a 10? Are I'm you a 10? <laughs> you know? Like, what's going on? You know, of course I'm going to be scared. Like, oh my God, there he is. <laughs> and, um... But... but uh, I've never felt that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I can't say I know what they're going right, through. Right, right, right. I see it though, yeah. you know. I see mm-hmm. the news yeah. as everybody else, and I mean, enough is enough. Yeah. You know, like, and I feel like now we're seeing it more because because of the cell well, phones, no, the cell no, no, phone no. days. I mean, and it's being, only because it's the being recorded. Yeah, and stuff, yeah. You know? I mean, it's not like it's happening more. No. We just know about it. Yeah, more. we know about it more. Because I mean, I think. I think if anything, it happens less because they because people might know you're being recorded. Right, right. So imagine all the things that are are not captured. Right, right, right. You know, like that. That's crazy. Just thinking about how many things are captured now. Mm-hmm. Imagine how many things were not being captured before. Mm-hmm. Because I want to say that some cops <laughs> or some people. 
would refrain from saying something just because they're being recorded yeah. because they want to be like secretly racist or secretly doing all this stuff. But I, I, I can't imagine all of the situations that we just never find out about. No, no. That and, people live day to day and we just never know about them. And I'm saying that hasn't happened to me. I don't want anybody to twist my words or anything. I'm saying it hasn't happened to me, mm -hmm. but it happens to Latinos as well. Right, but you know? remember that this movement isn't taking away no. that it happens to no. other people. It just no. means we're concentrating yeah. on this one thing yeah. right now. Yeah. And hopefully one day right. this can be... Like, I don't want to say resolved because I feel like some stuff is just never going to, like, go no, away. No, but, but I hope it changes. But there is going to be change. I hope it does. And right now, yes, everybody matters as a human being, but that's not the point right now. No, that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. No, that's not the point. The it's point not. is that right now... We have to solve this one problem yes, yes. before we want to say, oh, we go through it too. Right. Or right. this happened to somebody I know that was brown. Yeah, because like, just, just last, no, two, no, you know what it was? It was a day before my birthday. Mm -hmm. they, uh, it was Alley PD. It was in Boyle Heights. They, mm -hmm. they beat up a, a, a cholo guy, uh -huh. an older Latino guy, mm -hmm. for no reason, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah. it, 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 uh, it's crazy out there. You yeah. know what I mean? Cops are just out of control. Yeah. I think we, we all acknowledge that it happens to other races as well. But right now, we're just... Everybody is concentrating on this movement. Right. And this is what matters right now. And and uh, I'm for it. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. um, I'm for the movement. And uh, hopefully everything changes. And... Everybody be safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the scary part is safety for everyone. And I have to say that personally, the looting is scary to me. Right. And I would be scared if I was if I was in the presence of it. Like, I would be scared. Right. Um, so that's really scary for me. It's really sad to see like business owners out there trying to defend their businesses because I thought this was a fight against <laughs> racism and mm -hmm. the, the police brutality not to hurt other people. And sometimes, unfortunately, we're hurting our own people by right, ruining right. their businesses. Um, and I understand that the peaceful protesting hasn't really gotten anybody anywhere. Um, and that there has to be some act. But it is really scary. And it's crazy because it's affecting small things that I never thought that it would affect. Like, it's affecting vet visits for us. Because there's, like, clinics that are nearby where all this is happening. Right. And, it, and it's kind of affecting and us. I'm there's like, curfews. That's crazy. And I think that's insane how ultimately it affects a bunch of other things that you would have never yeah, thought no, of. no, 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 no. Um, I mean, I don't need to go anywhere, so whatever. I don't care about the... Nobody's going to the club right now or anything like that, so it doesn't no. matter. I don't care about the curfew, but I never thought that it would affect something like taking a kid into the vet if it's an emergency. That's insane, because it is 
some of our clinics are boarded up right now. Mm-hmm. So. I feel sorry for uh, for everybody that's, that's going through this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And today we heard uh, George Floyd's brother. Yeah. You know, and that was sad. It, it is. It, it was, actually is really sad. It was touching and it was sad as hell. Yeah. You know? Well, rest in peace, George Floyd, and we're here. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Now, changing the subject. Mm-hmm. What will you loot from Target, man? <laughs> <laughs> from Target? From Target. Ooh, so many things. What would I take from Target? What do I usually buy at Target? What would you go for? I would go for the video games. Uh, I would go... <laughs> I would go for the video You know game. what I would get? I would go for um, the meat substitutes and the frozen aisle. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I'll take stuff that I could afford. You would take things that you can afford? Yeah. Because I feel like if I take stuff that I can afford, and people see me like the next day, they're going to like, oh, shit, I know where you, you got that from. You stole it. You stole it. Yeah. You know? So if I, if I, if I have the same thing that I have now... Yeah. Just, I have a couple of them now, like, oh, okay. Ooh, you know where you could go to the back of the, in the storage area and see if they have the hidden toilet paper there? Yeah, you know. Hand sanitizer, maybe? Uh, yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, man, I saw, I saw, what did we see? It was Costco or was it Walmart? What? Today, who, who, who got looted today? I don't think we saw that. No. But, but my what did sister, we see? My well, we saw Nordstrom's. Well, Nordstrom's. And then a whole bunch of small businesses were being robbed, too. The van store. Yeah, there's some people with vans. And then we saw that guy with that with that ATM machine trying to get on the bus. Oh yeah, that was a video though. Yeah, <laughs> it was like was... a little clip on Instagram. We saw a bunch of clips, man. Just be safe, everybody out there. Just mm-hmm. be safe, man. And if you come come by of um, uh, if you come through with some Jordans size 11, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I'm just playing, guys. I don't promote that. But we. Uh, I just took a tequila test, babe. Yeah. And you I am. Warm? I'm feeling you warm. You took off your sweater. I'm feeling warm as hell right now. Turn on the air conditioning. I turned on the AC in my house. Hey guys, this is what I did. I uh, had three tequilas. I had um, Terramana. Um, they can watch the video. Oh, just watch the video, guys. Yeah, watch yeah. the video. Uh huh. So yesterday I learned a new word. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> you did not learn. You knew. Uh, it was it was a new word for me as far as someone saying it. I've read it, but I've never heard someone say it. <laughs> and you surprised me. How do I surprise you? I didn't know you were going to say that. Because I'm very articulate. I didn't know you were going to say delicate. It's not delicate. It's delicate. A delicate. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say that, man. Why? We were talking about something. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but delicates was like part of it. What were you talking about? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. Is there an S at the end? I mean, if it's multiple delicates. Like, how, would it, how would it be on a shirt? With the S at the end or not? I think it's just delicate. Delicate, right? But delicate can mean that something is, like, it means something is delicate, but right. I use it in the term of clothing. Like, yes. delicates. Oh, so, so, so we, we were talking about washing, I think. No? And then you said, I'm going to wash my delegates. No, I didn't. You Stop. did. No. I said, 
shoot, what did I say? I, I didn't just blurt out, I'm going to wash my delicates. But it was something about my delicates. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what the conversation was, but then I said, oh, um, oh, no, I remember. So we were talking, so it was funny because you turned on the air in your car. Oh, yes. Remember? Yes. And then it had a funny smell, like a moldy. This is gross. I don't think I want to tell everybody this Oh, story. yeah, because I'm pretty sure they go okay. through it, too. Okay, no, guys, if you, so. haven't, if you haven't turned on your AC for a while. No, 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 but you, why, it, why it linked to delicate. Oh, yeah, that is Okay, kinda... anyway, well, whatever. I don't think it's that bad. So what happens, what happened is we tur you turned on the air in the car and it had like a wet smell. Like umedo. Yeah, umedo, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we like, we both smelled it at the same time and we didn't know where the smell was coming from. So then I like smelled, <laughs> I smelled my own shirt. Yeah. To make sure it wasn't And you me. were trying to smell me too. And I, yeah, so then I... It made, like, I put two and two together, and I said, oh, you just turn on the air, and then that car, like, your car, you don't use it as often anymore. Mm -hmm. So. First world problems. So, it, um, so it had a, a, a smell. Right. And then I said, oh, sometimes, there's been, there's been times where I wash my delicates, and I don't, I forget to hang them dry, and then. It's like I shocked you by yeah. saying that. So, like, I'll wash my delicate clothing um, and then I'll hang dry them because I don't want to do, like, a tumble dry and then a regular dry. So, what I do is I just transfer all my clothes from the washer to the dryer and then the delicates I'll keep and then I'll just hang them to dry. Mm -hmm. So, then you're like, delicates. And then you said something about court or i don't know because <laughs> i thought i heard that I, I delicate yeah yeah i've heard that word or or, or something like that yeah at, 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 i guess that was a tv show or a movie yeah. but i was just saying it wrong because i was saying that you were saying ladies and gentlemen ladies, of the delegates yeah ladies right? and gentlemen of the delegates but delicate it's like on your dry washer setting i know right? no. so but i just feel like i never i never i never like saw it there but I know it's there. And nobody's ever said delicate. No one said delicate. I find it weird because it's normal to me. But then I came up with my own reasoning on why. And what was it again? My 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 reason because I have lots of opinions. Uh huh. Yeah, you do. <laughs> my reason is because for me, delicates can be like a, a blouse. Right. Right. And like a blouse that I think um, the material will warp in the dryer. But it, it mainly means like my underwear and my bras, like my under clothing. Mm -hmm. And in my, like the way that I think is that I think a lot of women are the majority, not, I don't, I don't want to speak for all women, but just from my experience, I think women are raised to be like, to have to like, not secretive, but like to be, to not talk about their intimate things. Like men shouldn't know that you're on your period or, right, right. or you shouldn't, men shouldn't see your underclothes or hide, hide certain things from other people. They shouldn't know this. So like, I think 
I, not that I was raised that way, because I don't think my mom ever insinuate like never like try to sit me down and have this conversation with me but it was very known that like when you're in your period it's a secret from the world nobody should know right mm -hmm. and then I feel like underwear and undergarments kind of go with that like oh you shouldn't be able to see your bra strap or um you shouldn't leave your underwear somewhere where other like somebody else in the house can see it so Maybe just women around you, maybe, I don't know, around other people, don't say things like that, like th that type of language, because it's like, it's your womanly secret on how you take care of your undergarments. Right, right. So, like, I remember one time, like a long time ago, I don't remember the actual scenario, but I remember it was somehow, like, one of my uncle's wife's saw like saw my car parked and mm -hmm. i and i had like a pad like just on the seat just like hanging out and that was when you had pads <laughs> that's when i used pads okay when i was like you know young i mean some women women do whatever you want right. but i don't use them anymore um but when i was younger i did and i don't know i don't remember she was passing by my car she like looked in my car and there was just like a pad like a, obviously a new pad but it was just like sitting there and she made such a big deal out of it. Like, oh, nobody should see this. Nobody should be able to know or nobody should see this. Right. And I'm like, I, I just don't understand the concept of being ashamed of your own body or I, what comes I, out of it. I think that's Latino parents. I will like you know? I will have a conversation with anybody about my period. I don't I'm not ashamed of it. No, you Women should, should be. not be ashamed of it. No, you shouldn't be. I, I feel like that's the old school mentality. Yeah. Though, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think still people think it's not ladylike to to talk about this stuff, but right. I think it's it's normal. It's my body, and every other woman do goes through it, and who cares? Let's talk about it. Yeah, so that's why I was like, so let's talk about our delicates. Everybody. Talk about the delicates. Hang them up outside them like up. a flag. Put them in a put them in a in a in a little gancho and put them outside. In a gancho. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you don't have a backyard, just put them Tienda, in your car. What, what is it? Tiendala. Tiendala. No, that's Tiende. Tiende. Tiendala. Tiendalo. I no, think. tiendala. No. Tiendala. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Right, that's that's how wrong. we're called the new Latino that podcast. That sounds wrong. Because <laughs> I rather say um, cuelgala. Cuelgala? No? I think, I actually cuelga, think cuelga, cuelga, tu cuelga tus calzones yeah. is more what I would say. Not I don't think we say tiendalo either. I think we say cuelga. Yeah, cuelgalo, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Cuelga el calzón. And I was kind of like, I was kind of like shocked that you, not shocked, but kind of like, wait a minute, you know? So what can I say? Okay, I guess. What I, can I say? I guess you're a 10. <laughs> and uh, also, guys, uh, here's something we were talking about as well. If, if, let's just say, I say, let's say, let's say you're with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, and your boyfriend or girlfriend says, man, I feel, I feel dumb. Is it okay to agree with them? Just at that moment. No, unless you want to fight. I feel the, that's unless giving... Unless you want to fight. I feel like th they're giving you the green light to agree. Like, yeah. Okay. We're Thank only, you. We're only saying this because this happened to us. Uh-huh. <laughs> I forgot my own phone number when I was leaving a voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then I said, what did I say? I didn't say I'm dumb. No. I said something bad, though. Something bad. And then you said... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say... I just said, uh-huh. So I feel like... I feel like when... I say, I say it's okay if they if they're saying it at the moment. I feel like encourage them, like yeah, encourage them, like yeah, you are. Or earlier when I just wasn't feeling very cute, and I said I feel like a baby whale, and I didn't say anything. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say anything. I, I looked at you in your head. You're you like, see? Yeah, you're a baby whale. <laughs> look, look, look what I have. Look, look, see guys. You're like more you like said, a baby elephant. You s- Steph said, I feel like a baby whale. And all I did was turn. And she's accusing me. She goes, you thought about it. I go, I never thought about it. That's just funny, man. I don't think you should agree, especially. Or, or not agree, but go along with it. I don't think so. Because I think it's fun. Men, don't I, do it. Don't I, I feel like it's, it's, it. it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Unless but you're, at the like, moment. fighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at the moment, I feel like it's, it's... I think if you're having, like, a good old jolly day... Moment, yeah, it's good. Go along with then, it, guys. And it's something silly. Yeah, and you know what, but guys? If, if your significant other genuinely doesn't feel good about themselves, no, they say, don't do like, it. oh, I suck, and they're actually sad, yeah. do not agree. No, do not agree and say, yes, do. you do suck. I've been waiting for this day <laughs> for you to say that so I could agree. Do not say that. Don't say that. That's wrong. But I think, I mean, I think it's fine if it's fun, but not if it's, like, actually sad. Like, when I said I was a baby whale, it was a very difficult time for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, uh, I interviewed Carlos Santos. Right? Mm-hmm. Carlos Santos from um, Hentify. Yeah. Carlos Santos, guys, uh, he's, uh, I've known him since I started comedy. Mm-hmm. I've known him. He's a, he's a good dude, funny guy. And he's a and he's just a nice all around guy. I've I've known him for a while, and it's been a while since I talked to him. Mm-hmm. And he's doing big things. Like yeah. the last time, he was uh, not the last time. Like I remember when I started, I used to see him at, at all the open mics, and he was always talking to us, and it was always real cool. And then I yeah. stopped seeing him. Then I he used to host the show on LA TV. LA TV was like a public access channel in LA. Okay. And then after that, he started hosting the Spanish TRL mm-hmm. on MTV Tres, maybe. So he was a Carson Daly, but the <laughs> Spanish Carson Daly. <laughs> yeah. And then he was on a big Metro PCS commercial. Mm-hmm. And then he's a lead star on Handify. And I got cool. the chance to interview him. And guys, I awesome. hope you guys like it. And I'm not going to release this episode till Wednesday. Okay. And <laughs> News I'm gonna, to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm letting you guys know because we're going to participate on the Blackout Tuesday. Okay. We're shutting down for a day. Yeah. So I'm going to release this episode on Wednesday. Well, you know they're not going to hear this until Wednesday, right? Yeah. But they're okay, going to know why. Sure. Oh. Yeah. Because they're, they're going to be expecting it tomorrow. <laughs> right. So, the guys, the reason why you guys didn't hear it on Tuesday because we're doing Blackout Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It'll be up Wednesday. Thank you guys very much. Mm-hmm. And fight the power. Good night. My guy, how are you? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Carlos, how you been, bro? Been a while, bro. Let me switch over to to headphones so I don't get any bleed. Hold on. Can you hear me? I can hear you clear, man. Oh, man. We're going through some stuff. 
Are you all right, bro? Did I call you? What's going? Did I call you? No, no, no. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I mean, we're we're all. This this whole this whole year has been a bad time. Oh, dude, this whole year has been a blur, brother. Yeah, man. I don't know. We could count this year, bro. I think. uh, Yeah, I think. I think. uh, I think the uh, the new decade doesn't start till 2021. We just have to kind of make it out alive. No, I feel you, but like I'm gonna say 40. That's it. I'm, I, I didn't That's turn good. 41 this year. I'm 40 still. I mean, year. I'm so pretty next... sure leap year, leap year rules can apply to this year as well. <laughs> I hope, bro. I hope, Bato. Hey, man. Dude, you know what? Congratulations on all your success, bro. Thank you, brother. Dude, I remember hitting the open mics with you, bro. Yes, sir. Yeah. I started comedy. It's been a minute, bro. I started comedy in 02. When did you start? Yeah, uh, I I mean when I was in Fresno. Remember, I went to Fresno State, so I started doing stand up there in like like two thousand one, two thousand two, and then I and I didn't move to LA till two thousand three. So like around that time, man. Yeah, that's when I met you, bro. I remember one of your jokes, bro. And it used to always kill me, man. And the uh, they see it, I may butcher it because I kind of remember it, but it was <laughs> okay. Okay, <laughs> something to the effect that somebody was pregnant. I don't know how you used to set up the joke, but somebody was uh-huh. pregnant and you used to say that, that something you read something and that said that if you read to the baby before uh. it's born when they're pregnant <laughs> and then you said yeah. and then you said you the the punch that you killed me said, Man, I used to I I sing Snoop Dogg songs to that baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna see yeah, huh? Yeah, it was something like that. That was all, yeah, <laughs> playing hip hop to the baby. So when they come out, they're like, yeah. I think it was just an excuse to make sound effects, man. That was back in the day. That's like, you know, Pablo Francisco was one of like the huge biggest influences for me when growing up. Claro, so, like claro. when I first started, I was like, oh, I can do voices and sound effects, dude, dude. So it was really, it was really cool, like a process to kind of like get started with, because I, you know, I, I still do the thing. I, I the first sets that I ever wrote were like a T-Rex that I could still do to this day. So now that Jurassic Park is back in the, like it's relevant. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to do like a T-Rex. I used to do a bit about cast mating because they used to do that like right outside my door when I was growing up in Puerto Rico. Like, so like all these sound effects are they're still around now. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what, bro? I give you credit, bro, because I feel like when we started comedy, like the comedians back then, way I think all mm-hmm. they wanted to do is just be comics. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, like, oh, I'm a comedian. I don't do this. I'm a comedian. I don't do that. And you did a lot of shit, bro. You started. I remember you. You hosted shit. You you did commercials, and now you're on the show. And and yeah, I mean, back then, back then I didn't know if that's you you wanted to 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 expand and do everything. But I feel like you opened the doors for for a lot of people as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think for me it was like comedy was just I just needed to I always say uh, I just needed to exercise my comedy demon and so like whether it was stand up whether it was improv because you know I got I, I as soon as I moved to LA I started doing Second City the conservatory part for improv and then I okay. took a detour into hosting which I didn't know that was gonna be a thing I honestly did not go I mean I I went to school for theater I came out here and then all of a sudden this opportunity showed up at LA TV back in the day. And I ended up I remember. working, being a host for like seven years. And I went to MTV, like, this was not the plan. So I just kind of went with it. 
you know, uh, I just kind of like, you know, went with the flow in terms of what was available at that point. And then when I was done, I was like, all right, I got to make a choice because I don't want to be a host. What I loved about hosting was the comedy aspect of it. And so, like, in 2010, 2011, I came back to L.A. and I started from fresh, literally. I was broke for, like, a good couple of years because all that was available was hosting work. And I was like, nope, I got I to gotta focus on what I want. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been, been, a, been a journey. The struggle, brother, struggle. And peop- and your new fans now, they see you on Hentify, but they don't know the struggle, Otto. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. They don't know about yeah. those doing those open mics and, and doing shows with 10 people. and You know what I mean? They don't see that shit. They don't see your struggle. They don't see LA TV. They don't, they don't know about your, your, your Metro PCS commercial, bro. Yeah, man. Was you yeah. on Metro that way? Yeah, that was in uh, 2013, bro. Yeah, that's just in my life. Right? And, hey, bro, hey, hold on, hold on. One, one more, one more. They don't know about you singing the national anthem at the Yankee game. <laughs> bro, it was the Yankee game. It was the Pastor Latino. Telemundo. Oh, man. Yeah. Right? That's hilarious. Hey, and one more thing, bro. Hey, you, your mustache, bro, is killer. I think me and you have the best mustache game in the game right now, bro. Bro, I'm only – I learned from the best. I learned it from you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it just takes me so long to grow, though. Like, it takes months for it. So that's why it's just easier to keep it up than – yeah. Yo, bro, were you one of those high school kids with a mustache? I was, bro. I was like an eighth grader with a mustache. No, bro. This is – yo, this – this facial hair business started after my 30s, bro. Like, I had not, like, if you look at all the pictures, like, I've never had facial hair. This is all brand new to me. It's just that, you know, puberty was like, ah, I'll come back later in about 15 or 20 years. <laughs> like, it took a minute. I've been growing into my into my facial hair. Uh, hey. But, yeah, no, it's been hard for me to grow anything. Hey, Vato, you think the stash brings the cash or no? Uh, well, the, honestly, the reason why I have the stash right now is because I was doing a project right before the lockdown and the, everything happened. Uh-huh. I was working on a movie and I had to have, uh, and so I had the stash for it. And, mm-hmm. and I thought that, well, it's just better. I don't know when we're coming back. So it's just easier for me instead of getting rid of it or just messing with it. It's just easier because they, if I get rid of it, like, and then they say, oh, we're shooting next week. I'm like, I'm screwed. I can't grow this in a week. It literally right, takes right. Like two to three months. So I kind of dig it. I at first it was weird, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm digging the, the mustache." This is literally the first time in my life that I've just had a mustache. So I'm, I'm about it. No, dude, I'm a dude. My my girlfriend hates the stash, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, my girl. Yeah, you, other you, girls like it. I, 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 my friends have mustache, and they're like, "Oh, my girl likes it." I go, "Dude, my girl's the opposite. Dude, my girl doesn't like it, dude." Yeah. You've been repping hard for the for that stash. Dude, I'm telling you, bro, and that's how long she's been hating me, bro, since I started repping my stash. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, what's uh, up? Does it hurt when you kiss her, bro? Is it like, well, she has, is that, is it? No, she just says, like, I look I look too paisa, bro. Oh, got it. Bueno. You know? <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of? <laughs> 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 she's gonna, she's gonna hate me for saying that, but yeah, bro, she's gonna like, fight that, bro. <laughs> I, I probably look like one of her tios or something, bro. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's just giving her PTSD, family PTSD. Hey, but, <laughs> hey, 
Hey, congratulations, bro, on the Hentai Fight. It's coming back, bro. That's good. Got me new. Yeah, and man, I, that's huge. I'm telling you, bro, Brown is in, dog. Brown is in. Little by little, but yeah. we're, we're, we're there, bro. Yeah, man, I've been just really happy that this is, like, it was such a blessing of a show. Like I, like I said, I came back to L.A. from New York when I was hosting – in 2010 and 2009 is when I made the decision to stop. So it really literally took me 10 years to get to this place, and I'm happy. Uh, mm-hmm. It couldn't have been with a better show, man, the show that just, like, really, like, you know, my character, the writing, the direction, the people behind it, just everything about it is so special. And honestly, it's like a dream come true to, you know, it was definitely, like I say, just worth the wait to be able to finally have my first series regular role in a show to be, you know, to to have to, to be able to do it with Hentified. I think it's just a, such a blessing. And that's facts, bro. And that's, and that's a big show. That's a big show, dude. That's a, not just a big show for Netflix. That's a big show for the Latin community, brother. Yeah, man. You know, and, and, that, and you're representing well. And I just have one, one of my many questions, bro. Do you know how to cut radish that good for or no? You get down yeah, on the show, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I started yeah. cutting up the rest. I was like, look at this oh, muscle yeah, right here, bro. Me. That was me. That was me. Yeah. I had to, <laughs> had to you know, I, you know, I had a little, uh, little training at the beginning, but I kept practicing. Because for me, it was like cutting it like, like I was playing, like I played drums, you know, it's like all in the wrist. So. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's funny, bro. Hey, yeah. hey, wait, tell the people something that uh, a lot of people don't know about you. You have a secret talents or or, 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 or or like do you like cats or, or something that, that a lot of people don't know about you? I just say cats because I love cats, bro. But um, is there anything that you people love don't cats? Know about that's you? your big secret? I'm, <laughs> so I'm a big cat guy, bro. I'm a big uh, cat guy, dude. I love cats, dude. I, I, I'm not going to say cats are better than dogs, but give me another year and I'll probably say that. Okay, all right. So the, the, a lot of so a lot of your homies are not down. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> Hell no. Look at bro. Me a lot. I, I, okay, look at. I'm just gonna go. I, I mean, the, the episode is about you, bro. But let me tell you about my homies, bro. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, man. They 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 hate on me because I don't eat meat, bro. They hate on oh, me because wow. I have a cat. They hate on me because yeah. I live in Orange County. They hate on me because <laughs> I have a bidet, bro. <laughs> You just—it's a new definition, man. It's a new, the new century fighter. That's it, dude. That's why I call—that's why I call my podcast the new, the new Latinos podcast because I feel we're the new generation and we don't have to follow all the old exactly. stuff that we learned from our parents, bro. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. I remember yeah, the first yeah, time I told sense. my mom. The first time I told my mom that I didn't eat meat anymore, she thought I had cancer, bro. Oh. <laughs> She said, no, mm-hmm. mijo, nomás los que están malos no comen carne. Why are you dying? Why are you dying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ¿Tienes algo que decir? Yeah, bro. So yeah. That's why I named the podcast the new Latino podcast because I feel we have to change, bro. We have to change these old habits. Yeah, man. It's just, uh, it's, it's really, it really comes down to, like, what we feel like we have to, we have to live up to these things that are really just arbitrary. You know, like, we could still yes. have our community and, and not be forced to do these things like you have a good eating lifestyle. If you want to eat meat, fine. If you don't, that's, I mean, that, that should not be something that limits no. you or or, or, uh, ha- or that be a reason to be judged by it for sure. 100%. These expectations right. that you're like, yeah, it's the time to, to let go of all that for sure. 
So is there any, so is there any talent that you have, bro, or, or not not talent? Talent. No, 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 no talent. Uh, but any, anything that that a lot of people don't know about you. Okay, no talent. Also, eso sí todo lo saben, güey. But something that you do, like do you play games or 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 like you play PlayStation or or or. or Besides yeah, I, Oreo yeah. cookies, dog. Besides the Oreo cookies, we'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah. Besides that, that. yeah. Uh, I mean, I I grew up with I grew up with the video games. I something that I don't know. I know that's weird. Like I don't sing as much, but I can sing. Like I feel like at some point that'll come out if there's a project yeah, or whatever. I don't know that people know that I can sing, but I uh, that's a that's a thing. I don't. I'm not. If I do, the times I've done singing stuff is more for like comedy or parody songs or stuff like that. But I don't think people know about that. So okay, that'll be the okay. next step. That'll be the next step. What's your goal to talk about karaoke, Vato? Oh, I believe in a thing called love, man. By the, ah. the darkness. That's a really hard song. So nobody, nobody really. It's very hard for people to hit those high notes, which I can. Uh-huh. So when I. So it really, it really, it's a good song to get people going. Because as soon as they hear the first, like once that happens, like people are like, what? <laughs> That's cool, get, bro. That, I'm basic, started. man. You get the party started with that. So I'm basic, bro. I go to, I go to La Bamba right away, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. That's good. I hit La Bamba, yeah. and then I get, like, a virgin from Madonna, and that's it, bro. Me siento, that's, that's it. good enough for me. That's so it. That's that's a you got to keep working on your repertoire, you're, you know, because sometimes karaoke places don't have these songs, and it sucks. You got to <laughs> you gotta have your plan B and your plan C. Yeah. I, I call ahead, bro. Hey, you guys know La Bamba? No. Okay, I'm going somewhere oh, else. Oh, well, I'm not going. Forget it. <laughs> you guys ruined it, bro. I was about to make it there, but yeah, can know. Yeah, I'm good, bro. Yeah. Hey, um, I was I'm getting back to to Hentai, bro. Um, did you really get naked on the race scene, bro? The what? Did I really? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I had a sock. I had a cock sock, but yeah, I was pretty much naked. <laughs> so, Is that the first time ever you've done that, bro? Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. know, it was it was very. I mean, I I got in. You know, I was in in the zone, and I'm obviously somebody that is always going to commit to. Of course. Uh, anything right like oh man what and it was only one take so it, it was literally the end of the shooting day it was the last five minutes of the shot so it was like that was it what you saw was one take me taking my clothes off and going up the stairs so that was all like it all happened but uh but yeah I feel like you know like I always accept this jokingly but I you know I see people like Will Ferrell have always done that like I've seen a lot of actors right. that I I respect and it's not gratuitous, and I think it makes a really good point. So I never, there was never really an issue, like for me. But obviously, when it's happening, it's bizarre, you know, going up those stairs and then just like, oh yeah, I'm fucking naked. There's like a hundred extras just looking at me, screaming at me. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I think hey, there's a video on? out there. Of, there's a video out there when it when it happened when I came down and they cut and they got you can see it in my face and I'm just like processing everything I'm like so like out of it like it's hilarious. Well, bro, those extras, bro, hey, bro, that's that's way. So they were they were yelling and they were happy to see you like that, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, yeah, it, yeah. if that was me, bro, they would be yelling, put it off, put it back, your clothes back off, bro. What's <laughs> la ropa, way? Yeah, you know. Well, I don't know if you heard the story, but when I was doing it, the problem is that the cocksock, and you know, I'm gonna brag about this. Uh, the cocksock <laughs> was getting in the shot. Even though I was turned around, you could still see the cocksock. 
You know what I mean? Oh, and okay, so, like, okay. Uh, America Ferrera, who was directing the episode, was like yelling right, at right. me. She had a godmother. She was like, hide your pee. She was like, hide the sock, hide the sock. But I couldn't hear because I was like, you know how it like sound gets warped when you get like in a different. Yeah. I was so high that I couldn't understand what she was saying up in the stairs. So we were uh-huh. running out of time. So then she just started literally yelling out, hide your penis. Hide. And the whole crowd, okay, the whole crowd started yelling yeah. at the same time, hide your penis. So imagine <laughs> having 100 people yelling at you to hide your penis. Oh, bro! Man, it was. I was like, "Oh, okay, sorry." So I like to pretty much hide it for the shot. It Hilarious, was bro! It was wild. Hilarious! Hide your penis, bro. Yeah. Hey, can, can you can you do a grito now, bro, or what? You, oh yeah, you're for sure. You're, you're a grito game on one of the episodes. I was like, "Oh, my boy, bro, my boy." That's that was the character. Actually, I we had to, you know, I was actually when we were shooting the scene. It was too good, so I had to like take it down so believably. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I feel you, bro. You know, it's, it's acting, bro. It's like I was like, no, but I got a really good grito. Yeah. yeah, but that's not. That's not the. That's, that's not it, chief. That's not the character right now. That's funny, bro. You know what's crazy, bro? I grew up two blocks away from Amafinas, bro. That's and that's crazy, yeah. Yeah, crazy I to see it that. like on a show, right? And recognize that the the corner, and then yeah, that wild. that corner, that corner right there. There's a gas station. I used to get a haircut across the street from the gas station right there, brother. Right there on uh, Central Chavez. There used to be Brooklyn when I grew up there. But yeah, I grew up wow. right there, bro. That was my yeah. hood, and you guys represented it wild too, man. Yeah, like I could relate. I could relate to you. Oh. I could relate to JJ. I could relate to even to Pop. I can relate to yeah. all you dudes, bro, you know, and, and that's what's good, and that's what we need. We need to be, we need to see, well, not me because I'm older now. The kids need to see something on TV and say, oh, shit, I can relate to this. That's, that's what happens in my neighborhood. That's how we are. That's yeah. how we grew up, you know? It well, gives everybody well, hope, bro. Yeah, well, that's the thing about the show is, like, it works on so many levels. It works because the idea is that when we say representation matters, what that means is not only yes. for actors to feel like they can be represented as actors, it also means that when people see the show, they know that they're good enough to be for them, you know, as they are. They're good enough. They're worth the stories that are told about them. Like, you don't have to be yes. extra special. Just being you, and I think it's such a powerful message that even if it's subconscious, it really makes a difference when you're growing up and you see that, you know? Right, Because right. when you don't see yourself on TV, you, have, you start to think subconsciously, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I, I'm just not good enough to be, to see myself on TV. And it's just like these, insidious thoughts and and you know that's what we're trying to that's what we're trying to fight yeah everything was relatable bro even when you got fired last year was relatable bro yeah you know when when you didn't want to leave the restaurant bro <laughs> yeah. i think it's great that... it's, it's such a great setup after all failing the mexican test being drunk and then just like yeah. having chris realize that the only way was to punch the chef like that's such a yeah. All that crazy you, was earned, man. That's what I liked about, yeah. That was a great episode to shoot. All the episodes were fucking dope as hell, bro. Hey, growing up, bro, well, growing up, what kind of um, what kind of childhood did you have, bro? Because you were born in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico uh, from Levitown. That's, you know, in the, it's close to the metropolitan area in San Juan. Levitown, uh, I was middle class, bro. My dad was a lawyer. My mom was a teacher. Um mm. 
And then, uh, so like, I, I feel like I grew up with like a lot of teachers and my, you know, my dad was also a pastor. Like I grew up with my dad was a pastor, a sergeant in the army at some point. He was a lawyer. So like, and he was still not like, you would think like, oh man, that's crazy. But he was still like a very loving person. So it was a weird mix. And after I grew up, I realized how hard it is to have uh, disciplinary files that still are like reasonable in a way. You know what I mean? Like I didn't grow up like, like there was never like, uh, he was very like personable with me, like touchy. Like we we we're a very hugging family, uh, even though like usually typically you feel like those type of parents are like, no, I'm the father, you know, I'm over here, you know, you just right. talk to me with respect. Um, yes, but yeah, that's, that's kind of like what I grew up with, and and uh, and a lot of the stuff at the beginning, I didn't really start watching uh, American television until probably after my fourth or fifth grade. So, like, I grew up with, you know, watching a lot of, like, comedy in Puerto Rico, Sunshine, Logroño, Raymond Arrieta were, like, two huge comedians I grew up watching. So that was a huge influence at the beginning. And then, obviously, after I got cable, um, you know, you start to... It was over. Yeah, there was a lot, you know, you start to see, oh, wow. You know, I think it was the first time, you know, at that time it was, like, Fresh Prince and, like, Martin and, like, Jim Carrey. And then you're watching The Big Color and you're like, oh, this is a... This is a career. I think by the time I was like 14, I was like, "Oh wait, this is a, this thing that I've been doing, uh-huh. fun thing, is a is a career opportunity." So yeah, <laughs> and it was over after that. Yeah, then after that, literally everything. It, it was still hard though because you know you grow up where you have to be a lawyer. You you know like that's what's respected yeah. in the community. You go to school to be an engineer or a doctor or whatever. Like that's the thing that like. And so, like, I even, my freshman year of college, I was a computer engineer, even though I had no clue what I was doing. Mm. Like, I don't even know how I got in, how I got accepted. Because math is not a strong suit of mine. Like, I it was just like, what is happening? I always knew that I wanted to do what I want to do. I just had no clue how I was going to do it. So, like, me leaving Puerto Rico and going to exchange programs to end up in Fresno, like, these were all steps that I knew that I wanted to take. And slowly but surely, I... I kind of got to a place where, you know, where I'm right now, but it's been a journey. You know, when you're young, you're like, it's hard to accept that that's when you want to do something like comedy. Like there was no, I can say I want to major in comedy. There's not such a thing. I feel like now oh, I think yeah. it's a little easier with YouTube and shit, you know, like, but sí, sí. I don't know. Claro. Hey, so, from, so from, from Puerto Rico, you went to Fresno right away, dude? There was no, like, in between? Yeah, I went my freshman year of college. I was in Puerto Rico, the University of Puerto Rico in my dad was. Uh, because uh-huh. you had to at least spend the first year in the school that you went to, and then I went to the exchange program. So my sophomore year, I went to Fresno, and then I switched over. I was an exchange student. By the end of my exchange program, dude, I was doing musicals. A mu- I did a musical. I did a play. I was part of, like, the thing, and wow. I wasn't even – I wasn't part of the school and I wasn't part of the theater department. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, that's a confirmation. <laughs> I think this is a confirmation that, you know, uh, yeah. and then, uh, and then I just switched over and then I moved to, and I stayed in Fresno and I switched over to theater arts. And that's where I started doing uh-huh. standup. There was like a communications course. I remember there was a, a te- there was like a standup class basically. And that's kind of like how I basically started performing in Fresno. And then I, you know, you make friends and you were the comedians, a lot of comedians tour in the Valley. So like, I think one of the first people I ever opened up for was like, dude, I got to open for Freddie, uh, Freddie Soto. You know how crazy Wow. Yeah, man. Freddie Soto, uh, Carlos Oscar. Do you remember Carlos Oscar? Like I, yes, I was around yes, when like, yes. the Three Amigos tour was happening. I got to yes, meet yes. Uh, 
I mean, it was it was wild. I got to see all those like during the early 2000, 2003, 2004, like no, before before I got so excited. So 2002, 2003. Damn, I bro. For Joey Coco Diaz, like I went on like one of the first paying gigs, dude. The first time I got paid, wow. I was doing stand up in in the college, so it was for free. And I got mm-hmm. hit up by a guy, a promoter that was putting on a show, in like uh, I think it was. Uh, I still have the flyer, bro. It's amazing. And it was Joey Coco Diaz uh, was the was the was the headliner, and there was like a, a local radio guy who was doing the the feature. And then I just opened for them, and you know it was, and I got paid like two hundred dollars, and it was the I mean the best weekend of my life, right. just getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, I barely had ten minutes to stand up, you know. So it was just like it was amazing. And, and it was right there in Fresno that show. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, no. The tour. I think it was in Merced, and it was around. Oh. It was like Valencia, Merced. But I used to. I used to. Uh, there was like a casino in Fresno. I used to. That's when I. Like that's when I started to perform in front of like Mexican drunk Mexican crowds was in the casino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, yeah, that's uh, how I got my my licks. Yeah, because you're Spanish. You're Spanish to me. Like I don't know uh, to me. Your Spanish is more like West Coast now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because you've been, been How long have you been here? Long you've long. been here for a long time already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I live, I moved out to California in 2003. Right. So, I mean, to Los Angeles, I moved to, to 2003, but I went to Fresno like in 99. And so if the I've people don't know about Fresno, li- Fres- the Fresno is like, uh, it's like Northern California or Central California. It's Central California, Central, there's yeah. nothing but... Yeah, Central California is nothing but Mexicans there, bro. You're probably the only yeah. Puerto Rican there, bro. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And even though, like, you know, it's a campus town, so I was still, like, I didn't really start, like, being exposed to it until I moved to LA, to be honest, because I was in the dorms, and it was still, like, there wasn't, like, a big Mexican population of students. Either way, you know what I mean? Like, I did, wasn't exposed to, yeah. like, the culture until I started working for LA TV. Um, okay, but but yeah, it's been a minute. And then I lived in New York for a little bit. You know, I lived in New York for like four or five years when I was at MTV. So you know, I've, I've gotten a little bit of the coast. Yeah, you were but in New yeah, York for a minute. I mean, though. I've been around, so I absorb. I like you know everything about it. Doesn't feel like I've been in. I've been immersed in it for so long. For sure, I feel like it's a part of me. And what do you remember about getting that call when they told you you got the part and had the five, bro? It was honestly <laughs> all right. So you know, I was, you know what, what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Do bro? I'll play your manager, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call you, and I'm gonna tell you you got that part. All right. Let me know what okay, happened. All right. I'm it. your I'm You're your ready. manager. Here we go. All right. I'm, okay. I'm ready. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> I'll start this. Start the way. <clears throat> right, here we go. And action. Ready. Set. Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos, uh, sit down, please. Yeah. I have some good news for you. Okay. Usually when you uh, sit down, it's for bad news, but okay, that's fine. Fuck, bro. Hey, Carlos, stand up, bro. If you're sitting down, Carlos, stand up, brother. Parate, wait. Parate. Okay, okay. Uh, what is uh, it? You know what? Uh, you got the part. You're going to play Chris Morales on Hentified. Oh, uh, it's about time. You... <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. Let me tell you something, dude. I had to fight for that part so hard. Like, I 
which rightfully so. This is a huge leap, as you know, for actors. Like a lot of times, right, you don't yeah. have credits. Like there's a whole catch twenty two. You don't get work because you don't have credits, and you don't have credits because you don't have work because you don't, you know, you don't, you can't work. So like for me, it was a huge leap because I only done like a couple guest stars and co stars. So it was a huge leap for me to go straight to series regular. So Netflix, and rightfully so, I say this with respect. I understand the process. Like they weren't convinced at the beginning, so I had to come back. I ended up coming back to prove that I was right for the part like five or six times. So I had to really fight for the role. I mean, I had no leverage, obviously. So mm-hmm. I was like, they said, oh, they want you back. They would, they don't know. They're not sure. They want. And I, every time I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I mean, what am I gonna? You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I don't have anything to hide. This is not a fluke. You want to keep calling me back? So honestly, like, it. By the time that they made it official, I was just like, I felt the more I came back, the more strongly I felt about it. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like I was dying. Right, right. A lot of times, some of the biggest things that, I, that I've gotten in my life, like MTV, like, they really, I, that's what I, that what I take from that is that when you are, it truly is when you, when something is for you, you really do feel it. The times that I've been, like, stressed out or anxious about work, I, I end up not getting it. But, like, MTV, I remember I was, like, I had three and a half years of, uh, you know, like hosting experience because that from LATV. So by the time MTV rolled up, I was like more than prepared to do MTV3. So when that rolled up, I was like, I'm ready to go. And to a certain degree, I think last year when I was doing pilot season, I felt something click that year. And I was legitimately feeling very uh, confident about, you know, the, the, the pilot season. I was testing for a bunch of other shows. Like I, it, everything just kind of came together and then I ended up with Tentify. So it really felt like I was ready, you know, and it just felt right. Wow. So, so I really fought for it. What I'm saying is like, I, I, you know, I'm obviously very lucky that this whole, that it all kind of like was floating around. I was floating in the same orbit as the show when it came out and I was in the place that I was. But truthfully, mm-hmm. I feel like I really fought for that. And, and I feel like I definitely, I put in the work. Mm, dude. So, what did you tell him, bro? Uh, my manager, my agents all called me at the same time, and they were like, "I mean, I was excited, but also I was like, uh, uh. you know, because uh, for five in five other situations, I would get the call and it'd be like, hey, they want to see you again, and then they would call me and I would do it, and then they would be like, hey." So this time they're like, hey, you got it. And I was just like, hey, yeah. You know, it was like, it's anticlimactic a little bit because it's like, I, no, yes, you know yes. I mean? Does that make sense? No, it's I mean, not. I was it's happy, but I was also like ready to go back again. So it's like, oh, oh I got it. Good. <laughs> hey, the first time you read for that part, bro, did you know that part was yours when you read it? Like, dude, like, this I really is did. I, it, this is an interesting, this is a really good story because I, so I I did a so what it is when you go out for parts in the in, during pilot for a show, you go to an audition and you go to a callback. Then usually after that you have a producer session, which is you do it again in front of mm-hmm. uh, the producers. And then finally, then you have a chemistry test, which is you do it next to the actors that are also seeing. And then finally you have usually have like a network test. So it's a bunch mm-hmm. of steps, bro. As it is, it's a bunch of steps. Um, so I was auditioning for another pilot, an NBC pilot, uh, before Hentified. So like mm-hmm. that. So like that Monday before, I had done a chemistry test, 
and I and it sucked because the the person that was doing it, there was a girl that was doing it with me, and she had already been cast for the show, and she cared nothing about like she was just like she gave me nothing. She was cold oh. and like froze me out and like I you know like so needless to say I was like it was the first time where I was like oh my god like somebody totally sabotaged my audition it had nothing to do with me yeah. or my talent so because yeah. that's what it is a chemistry test and this girl already had the yeah. job so the least she could have done is like talk to me for two you know whatever people have their process but it was just very like what and I was so spent and I was so tired and so I'm telling you this because that was Monday and then Friday, I got the call for the producer session. So I came in. When I tell you I came in with a with a vengeance, I came in with a vengeance, man. And I just, like, I went in the zone, and I went off. And so, like, uh, Friday, I was like, me voy a desquitar completamente from what happened on Monday with this producer session. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. So it was, so I definitely feel like, you know, you feel it when you, when you, you know, when, you, when you're in a room and you can tell when you're doing a set and, you know, you're killing it more than, you know, sometimes you can do a set and people can listen. Sometimes they can laugh. Right. Sometimes they're just hanging on every word and you can just feel it. So that's what if I felt like everything kind of came together uh, and I had a really good producer session. And then, and then that, that person that you read with, did you ever see her again? No, no. I wonder if no. we'll ever, yeah, yeah, no. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah, sometimes it's like that. I don't like, want to call people make, out. Like, make... That was very crappy. It was a very crappy thing Yeah, yeah. They don't want they, – they, sometimes they're going to make you work for some reason, you know, and that's not the right thing to do or it's not the cool thing to do, bro, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. bro, at the end of the day, we all want to work, bro, and there's room for everybody, bro. That's the right. end of the day. And I feel like that's a true. lot of people are finally getting it, bro, a lot of – and I'm going to say people, I mean, Latinos, Latinos, we're a, we are finally getting it. Dude. We get it now. Before we didn't get it. Before we used to think like, oh, only one person can get it. Well, yeah, that's also persons. that mentality you know? that, that we, the Highlander mentality that there can only be yes. one on top. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's yeah, and also, like, I don't know if you know that, too, like with the shows that have been out, like Vida and One Day at a Time and Hentified and... Baker and it constantly people are trying to pit them against each other. It's like no, like when we were doing press, I shut I shut everybody down whenever they were like, "What do you know? What tell me about why people should watch your show?" Kind of like saying like instead of watching this, why should? And I was like, "No, everybody watch every show. I don't, I'm not gonna you're gonna pit me against another show that's doing their no, thing and another no. Latinx show like." It's so it's so weird because it's ingrained as a part of the narrative that people need to like fight for these things and it shouldn't be. Everybody has. Everybody should have the space and the and the opportunity to shine individually. With yeah, each show. Yeah, more yeah. shows, please, more shows. And I feel like this is our time, bro. And and the, and, and when you were saying, bro, like you felt it, you felt like that, that, that you were gonna get it. You thought everything was going your way, bro. That is all facts, bro. Because I felt the same way when when I started getting shit. It's because I felt mm-hmm. it, bro. I go, you know, it's my time, dude. And when you think that, you get it, bro. You can't be yeah. a shy Latino like, oh, it's not my time yet, or this and this and that. No, you have to get it yourself too, bro. And everything will come in, you know. Yeah, it's a weird place you have to be where you have to think that you're ready at all times. But then when you yes. look back at the year before, you're like, oh, I wasn't ready. Now I'm ready. And then you just gotta keep that. It's a weird uh, mental game that you gotta keep playing, where you feel like you're ready, even though you might not be. But you still gotta feel like you're, you know, because I never felt like I wasn't. 
I, I did feel like, obviously, I think for me it was a, a lot of the nerves, and I think that was the thing that I tackled finally, and I don't think it's a coincidence that I ended up having the best pilot season for me. And I think the mm-hmm. lesson for me is, like, when I was going out for commercials or when I go out for commercials, I don't really care, and that's why I feel like, you know, uh, going, going with as, as humbly as I can say this, like, I book a lot of <laughs> commercials because I really genuinely don't care. So when I get in the room, I'm like, this is it, what's up? And people are like, oh, give them the job. But there was still some kind of reverence for me when I was doing theatrical-related auditions. So I was very, like, nervous or whatever. So you see, like, for the first time last year, I was like, oh, I finally matched that energy in the audition room for theatrical stuff. And I think it had to do with the fact that finally, after years and years of rejection, you really have you really have to get out there because then you realize, man, nothing that I do matters. Like, in terms of, like, if I get nervous, if I don't get nervous, if I whatever, like, just go out there and do the thing. And when I started seeing that, finally, like, it started to, I started to see a, a, a shift. And I think yes. I, jokingly, I jokingly say you kind of have to be a little dead inside, which you do. Just, like, the right yes. amount of jaded, yes. but, like, still hopeful. But, like, so that you don't think that this opportunity – because what it is, people think, oh, man, this is going to change my life. And you start planning your future, and then you mm-hmm. short-circuit because you keep thinking about the things you shouldn't even be thinking about. Yes, and it, and and it turns yeah. when you acknowledge that. If you don't acknowledge that, dude, it's not gonna go your way. And to you acknowledging, you accept that, bro. Shit happens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, sh- shit happens, bro. Like, like, like when Gabriel, when Gabriel, when he got um, when Mystery Guesses came out, season one. Yeah. Like, like um, uh, the reason I got I got like um, uh, come the reason why I was a part of it, bro, is because I used to give them tags, bro. I wasn't none of the writers. I was nothing. But I, I told myself, I told myself, you know what? I'm going to show up every day of the taping day. I'm going to show up every taping day, and I'm going to write jokes, and I'm going to tag them, and I'm going to hit up the writers. I'm going to go, hey, bro, try this. Hey, bro, why don't you say this? And that's the way I'm going to show them, bro. And when that first joke that they took from me, I'm like, all right, cool. I could do this. And little by little, little yeah. by little, I started doing that. And then I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to start taking an acting class because something might happen, and I'm going to fucking get yeah. on season two. And that's what happened, bro. Yeah. I did. I said, I'm going to yeah, I, I stepped up, and I stepped up, and it happened, bro, because I knew if I had, I, had to, I had to do it my way, también, way. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes it's not like, like for, for most of us, especially minorities, like it, it, we really have to go around the, the court. You know, like the way in is just from a different angle, man. A lot of times we don't have, like, a, a, a normal way of like, getting into the business. And so, like, it's really taking all these opportunities and knowing, like, it's all, like, it's essentially giving it your all with everything that's in front of you because that will, uh, you know, like, for me, work has always been, you know, I, my, my, I've always been represented by the work that I do, not what I say. I'm really, right, I'm really right. bad at networking. I'm really bad. This is my, I mean, I should be better at networking. I'm terrible. But for me, talk is cheap, man. Work is the thing that's always been front and center for me. Work speaks for itself, and and I think that that's basically the thing that I I feel like I've been able to kind of like get to where I am with that kind of mentality. Mm. That is so fucking correct, bro. Um, I had another question for you. Did you ever go off for a role, bro, and you just thought you were going to get it, but you didn't? Like, oh, dude, this, I, I got this part. Yeah, you know, dude, I there's, have... I mean, dude, I have a stack of, one day, one of these days I'm going to post, uh, I have a huge stack of auditions that I never got. Because I think it's uh-huh. also important, 
you know, a lot of times people forget that there it is a struggle. Um, yeah. After you make it, after you get on a show, like I think, especially for actor young people that are starting, you know, that want to get into this, like rejection is a huge part of it. And so, like there, I, there were a couple of years, and my friends know, like there were so many times where I was so close. It was between me and somebody else for a show. I mean, repeatedly, within like I remember, like in 2016, there were at least four different things that that happened that I was like super close. Uh, and that's, you know, as an actor and as a human being, that's when you really got to decide, is this going to like take turn, you know, is this going to like mess with me emotionally, spiritually, or is it just going to be like, all right, on to the next one. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's a constant thing. That's not even, that doesn't even have to do with the acting. You know, I think auditioning is such a separate animal from actually, uh, actually doing the work as an actor. It's insane. Like I think, once I was able to tackle one thing, I was able to really flourish in the other. Because, dude, when you're auditioning, you only have, like, a day to prepare. You only have a day with these characters. And what a blessing, which is the first time now I got to to sit with a character for 10 episodes, dude. And when you do that, then it's, like, you get it. Like, yeah, of course. When you have all this time with a character, you get to see it. You get to live the the thing in three dimensions as opposed to like oh I got to memorize these lines and I got to get in front of a camera like you'll never give your best work uh, on an audition because it's just that's just no. the nature of it so I think it's like really figuring out the best way to be as effective as possible during the audition process because a lot of times people doubt themselves they say well I'm not a good actor because I'm not getting auditions and honestly that has nothing to do with it for real no 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 and and you, and you know what bro that's good that you didn't give up because I know a lot of people that say you know what, I go to a lot of auditions, I feel like I'm going to get it, and I never get anything, so I'm going to quit. I'm going to fucking do something else. And I, I, bro, I go, you can't have that mentality, bro. That should say, yeah. you almost getting this should say, dude, I'm almost there, I'm almost there, you're middle, you're middle, you know? Yeah. But, bro. Yeah, you just have to prepare to eat. Yeah, to be hungry, man. <laughs> hey, really? hey, how was it working with, dude, you have to be hungry no matter what. No matter what fucking life throws you, bro, you have to stay hungry, bro. Like right now, like like right now with with all this COVID and everything that's going on in the world, bro, you have to stay hungry. You, you have to throw content out there. You have to stay alive, bro. Because I feel like in our business and comedy, it's that uh, out of mind, out of sight type of thing, dude. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So f- yeah. for us, I feel like we have to throw content out. We have to do this and we have to do that. No matter what, we have to do that, dog. You know? Yeah. Hey, well, how I was it working with, with... Go go ahead, bro. No, no. It's part of the. It's part of the. Like as a comedian and somebody that's putting out content, like that's part of the journey. Like that's. This is how we. This is how we process everything. And it's it, you know, it's. It's in the job description. No. Yeah. Yeah. That. That. That it is. That it is not. It's not like it was before. It's not like oh, I'm just gonna do stand up and that's it. Like no, you have to promote now. You have to you have yeah. to get on you have you have to have a Twitter account a Facebook account the TikTok look like, at us. we have to be on everything bro you know what I mean and there's a lot of people yeah. that got like they they still with the same mentality that old school mentality were like no I don't want to do that but I mean guess what you're gonna get left behind bro right yeah, yeah. And, and that's what it is bro we have to move on man we can't be thinking the same anymore dude for sure man hey how was it working with Joaquin Cosio bro yo. I'm really happy that I saw Narcos after I met him because I don't know. <laughs> oh, <I'm... laughs> shit. I was about to ask you that, Because, dude, when I started watching, I was like, no, that's scary. Like, he makes these faces sometimes, bro. 
I'm just glad that I could meet him neutrally as, oh, this is going to be my grandpa. Okay. And then I saw him, I was like, Joaquin. No, it was was amazing. It was such a, I mean, he's so good. He brought so much, you know, gravitas to everything that he did. It's such a blessing to have the the little scenes that we got to play. And and he's a goofball, too. Like, he always liked to mess with the cast, like, sometimes Mm -hmm. we were shooting. So, it's great, man. Okay, I'm so happy that you know that I get to go back, go back and continue to do stuff with him. And yeah, you know what, bro? It seems I never met the dude, and it seems like he has a big personality, bro. Like a big character. Not, 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 I'm pretty sure he's big as statue, statue wise, because he looks like a big dude. But I just feel he brings yeah, a lot of energy, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's great. It's I great feel like he's like, like even like during the show, we still call him Pop. And and it's like part of like it really feels like I really feel like he's family, you know. When yeah, yeah, we yeah. were doing the show, it really felt like because he was like a mentor too, you know. For me, especially like this is the first experience for me, so getting to see everybody like JJ who's been doing it for a minute, getting to mm-hmm. see you know they said they said a good president for how to how to be successful in a in a series in a whole season. Shoot. Yeah, bro. Hey, what, what do you what do you uh? For season two, man, you guys left us in suspense, bro. Season season two, man. I mean, not to give anything yeah. away or anything, but dude, season one I left can't, us like a I can't, oh. Yeah, man. They really were like, you know what? We're gonna give you four cliffhangers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah. and that's what's good. That's what's good. That's that. It, it keeps you entertained, bro, and it keeps you wanting more, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I like mean, that I, route you guys did. Yeah, I want to know too, dude. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm genuinely, yeah. They got That's me. good, man. Hey, uh, they, they, um, one of the, I, I think I, I don't know if it was the first, like I think it was, uh, but maybe the second or third episode they give you that Mexican test. Remember? Yeah, yeah, it's the the third one, the third episode. It was, it was the third episode, bro. Uh, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna continue that Mexican test. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask you something. I just want you to, and just finish this lyric, this song out with the with the next lyric. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's easy, bro. It's okay. easy. Ready? Yeah. Que le pasa, Lupita? Oh, I don't know. You said it right, but you said it. You said it right, but you said it in English. <laughs> no sé lo que le pasa a Lupita. There it is. No sé, güey. <laughs> Look at that. Just failing upwards with you. Fantastic. Bro, bro, you dude, you do everything right. You can't even fail, bro. Yeah. You said it, you said the right thing, but you said it in English, bro. That's how good you are, Michael. Yeah. You don't even know talk. it, bro. <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't know what Lupita's up. Yeah, you're correct. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, not even trying, you got it right, bro. Damn. Hey, did you ever did you ever play Loteria growing up, dude? Uh, no, we didn't have Loteria like, in Puerto Rico. I think, like, they probably had bingo, but I didn't, like, grow up playing Loteria. We, we would play, like, briscas and, like, card games and stuff like that, like, but not, but not Loteria. No? Uh, so, but you played Loteria, no. right? Yeah, no, I played since out here for sure. Like, well, uh, if, there's one, if, if, if there's one character 
or one thing you ha- you would take out and replace it with something, what would it be? What do you mean, like in the cards? In the card game, yeah. Like, would you replace, like, La Chalupa or, or, or La Botella <laughs> or El Borracho? What would it be? You, you want me to take one out and add one in? Yeah, take one out and add one in. Okay, I would add uh, El Mexican Vegan. All right. What would you take out? That's a new one. I would take away... The borracho? I don't know. Maybe, right? Yeah. It's had yeah. its time. Or la mano. La mano la mano is always creepy to me, bro. Yeah, la, yeah, it always is like like, like what it's like el cuco, like, like, like la mano negra. Yeah, yeah. Like what is la mano gonna do, bro? You know? Yeah. La correa. Okay, that, <laughs> la chacleta. <laughs> yeah, that was that that's good, bro. The Mexican vegan, bro. That's funny, man. Um one more question, bro. This is this is gonna be kind of hard for you, bro. You ready? Okay. Oh boy. We're gonna play this game, bro. Oh boy. Okay. Fuck, marry, and kill. Oh shit. You know what that is, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Fuck, marry, and kill with all your uh, your uh, your your cast members on on Hendify. Oh my god. <laughs> And whoever's listening, guys, is just a question, no. not for real. Or not, es una pregunta, y es un juego que estamos jugando aquí in the New Latino Podcast con Carlos Santos. Carlos, dale, wey. And you can change it around. You can, do the, you, can do the, you can do the kill first, and the fuck later, and marry in the middle. You can replace them, bro. Because fuck, marry, kill. Like anybody anybody in the Okay, 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 okay. Are you gonna uh, put it in? You, you can even throw in the extras again. It's okay to my dad. One of your homies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would kill the extra from episode eight that was sitting in Mama Fina's who was eating loudly okay. with her mouth, chewing loudly. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, all right. I would. Um, I would. That's a good one. Hold on, give me a second. Let me think this right. I would. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you got me. I would say I would. Uh, you got me, bro. Hold on. I would. Okay, so kill is off already. We we set the kill already. So now we need the marry and the fuck. Yeah, we so kill the extra. And marry. We kill the extra. Okay. I would. Um, the characters. Okay, the characters. Yeah, or the yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the characters, the characters. <clears throat> well, I guess I don't know. Yeah. I would say Mary Anna and <laughs> you said Anna. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, okay, okay. Carrie, Carrie. Okay, okay. That's that's Mary. Yeah. Okay, and then who? who so wait, the fuck? characters I would marry Annie, which plays Lydia. Okay. Yeah. And that's weird, bro, because the characters are cousins. That's <laughs> this is complicated. Hey, hey but you can do, yeah. dude, say this, dude. You'll yeah, marry your fucking same primos. person. La prima de la rima, güey. 
So, so who did you think of the fuck part? The fuck part? Yeah, you said the Mary, and who was the fuck part? The rest of them. Huh? I would, first of all, I would fuck all of them. I would marry <laughs> one of them, and I would kill none of them. How about that? Hey, that's good. That's the best actor ever, bro. You did the best fuck, Mary, kill actor ever. Everybody's going to get it. Everybody can get it right here. Everybody can hey, get it. Hey, Carlos, dude, thank you very much for doing this. I'll see you soon. Cuídate and much love and much success, bro. Yes, thank sir. you for doing it, brother. Stay safe. Gracias. Adios. Hablamos.